然后小儿子不听话然后就把那个家产拿去后来浪费了然后花光了又有饥荒遇到饥荒所以他就变成别人的农工然后跟猪一起生活一般然后后来他就想起他的老父然后他老父有还有很多钱然后他就准备回去他
But I say that only to say that this is a relationship. And when a relationship is going well, there is nothing like it. And when a relationship is not going well, there is nothing like it. <laughs> so when we talk about relationships, we're talking about people either getting along with one another or not getting along. For you see, relationships can be what brings us the greatest pleasure, but relationships can also cause the greatest pain. The story that uh, we just got done reading that Josh was talking about was about the story called the prodigal son. The famous painting called The Return of the Prodigal is pictured here. It was done by the famous uh, artist by the name of Rembrandt. And it is located in St. Petersburg, Russia. Uh, the, the, the original painting is there. And the question is, who was the prodigal son? Because it says the man had two sons. One of the sons took all of the inheritance and he went away to a far land. And the Bible says that he took all of his goods and he wasted those on very bad living. And then he realized, you know, there is so much pain in my life, I'm going to come back home. But you know, it's more than just about that boy, it was about the other son as well. For you see, the other son was angry that the father had mercy upon the son who had gone away. And many writers would say that the story is really about both sons. Remember that a relationship can cause great pleasure, but a relationship can cause great Pain. So we're going to talk today about relationships. And you should know that Dr. Litchie does not do uh, three-point sermons. Usually they're 12 to 15 points. But if you take a look in your bulletin, we're going to talk about all kinds of relationships. We'll talk about our relationship with God, our relationship with others. We'll talk about our relationship even with ourselves. 
And we'll talk about some of the issues related to relationships and love and forgiveness. And what I'm asking today is that you would just allow your heart to be open to what God's Word says to us. The most important relationship of all, of course, is our relationship to God the Father through Jesus the Son and, and in the Holy Spirit. First John chapter one says that that God has given us eternal life. And this life is in his son. And he who has the son has life. And I would just ask you this morning, do you have the Son in your life? And we say, well, what happens if I have a broken relationship with God? How do I come back to a right relationship with God? Well, you see, we have really, if we have placed our confidence in Jesus Christ, then we have a new relationship with God. In fact, the scripture uses the term, we have been adopted into his family. That's an amazing thing to be adopted into a new family. We take on a new birth. We take on a new name. We take on new brothers and sisters. But they're all relationships. And sometimes those relationships go really, really well. And sometimes those relationships do not do so well. So, when we're adopted into the new family, sometimes Christians, Christians are capable of not getting along well with one another. And the scripture says in numerous cases that we are to put off the old and put on the new. I once knew a teacher who said, I would really love teaching if it were not for the students. I said, really? That's what teaching is all about. You're dealing with students. So how do we restore this broken relationship with God? God provides confession and forgiveness. And we restore a new relationship with other people. 
And first of all, it's something that takes place deep in our heart. Do you remember that Proverbs says that as a person thinks, so they are. In other words, what you think about all day long is what you become. And the question is, is that there is no shortage of disunity in the church. In the early church, there was disunity. There were two women in, the, in Philippi that did not get along with each other. One of them's name was Eudea, and the other was Syntyche. And for some reason, they did not get along with each other. And when Paul writes his letter to the Philippians, he says to the leaders, get these women back together. Basically, put them in the kitchen together and make them cook rice together. Because that will help them, hopefully, to get along with one another. The fact is, is that God wants us even to bless those that have hurt us and harmed us. Because it is too easy, my friends, if we do not love and if we do not forgive, it is easy to develop a root of Bitterness. So how do we even build a relationship uh, with ourselves? So we talk about restoring a relationship with God and a relationship with others, but what about a relationship even with yourself? Do you find it hard to say forgive yourself when you've done wrong? Do you remember God Almighty says I am willing to forgive you? When we confess our sins to the Lord, He is willing to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And one of the things I would like for you to think about doing is to actually picture Christ taking our sin upon himself. One of the greatest challenges in the church that I have seen is for people to learn how to forgive themselves. And one of the ways that we know that we have uh, for, made a life of forgiveness is if possible we make restitution. 
We try to make it right. And so when we talk about forgiveness, forgiveness is something that makes things right. I want to encourage us this morning, please, receive the forgiveness of God. And receive the joy and the release of forgiving one another. And experience the freedom of learning how to even forgive yourself. You remember we sing the song Amazing Grace. It's not just grace. It is amazing grace. That God would love me. That Christ would die for me. That he has formed this body of believers called the church. That we can have forgiveness for our sins. We receive forgiveness from God. We can receive forgiveness from one another. And we can learn how to forgive ourselves. You know, forgiveness is just one of these things that is so amazing that when it happens that the church comes together in new and wonderful ways. Forgiveness actually opens up the future for our church. It, it gives us the opportunity to actually grow, literally grow together in love for one another. And it can really have the effect of healing what years have taken away. You know, and I just want, and I'm just going to ask for us to just be here this morning for just a moment. You know, the early church, it was said of them that they, they, didn't, they did not know that they were Christians by what kind of college degree they had. They did not know that they were Christians by how large their bank account was. They did not know that they were Christians by what kind of status that they had in the community. You know, the scripture says that they knew that they were Christians because of the love that they had one for another. I want to challenge me this morning and I want to challenge us at ACCC this morning that we would be known as a church in which 
love for one another prevails. 所以今天早上我对自己的呃挑战也是对 ACC 的挑战，就是我们可以彼此的呃借着我们的对彼此的爱，可以让我们的教会来呃成为嗯一盏明灯。That we learn how to forgive one another. 这样我们需要来彼此的原谅。Listen, it's just inevitable that when you know, it's like the Bible says, when two or three are gathered together. 在圣经中讲到两到三人在一起的时候。The fact is, is that when two or three are gathered together, there's probably going to be conflict. 当然，两两三人聚集的时候也会有冲突存在。It's almost inevitable that that be just because people are different from one another. 因为因为人彼此是不一样的，所以这个冲突也是不可避免。We have different ideas about how things should be done. 我们每个人都有不同的想法，对于这件事该如何完成。And we need to have Have the attitude of loving one another and be willing to forgive one another. So, when this conflict happens, we should have an attitude of love and forgive each other. The scripture even says that we need to. Put up with one another. How about that? <laughs> Forgiveness is what is the fuel that allows love to take place. So, 宽恕是它可以，它是爱的源泉，可以让爱可以继续的成长。Forgiveness is something that we choose to do. 宽恕是我们呃做出的决定。It frees the forgiven person from guilt and from blame. So it just lets this, um, be, get, need to get forgiveness person from this accusation. It delivers the forgiver from anger and from pain. It also lets the forgiver from his, um, anger. May I say that forgiveness does not have to be received. To be given or given to be received. 我是不是可以这样讲说，嗯，原谅其实不一定要从被原谅，原谅其实不一定要，嗯，原谅的人。But but that's okay. We got. But listen, when forgiveness is both given and received. It allows us to reconcile our differences. So, when forgiveness, ah, when given to people and being given to them, they make such an action, they reconcile themselves. Jen, I would hate having to translate for myself. <laughs> and she, she does such a great job trying to keep up with Dr. Litchie. So, <laughs> I really appreciate it very much. Listen. Forgiveness is what we need to practice on a regular basis to make the church filled with the love of Christ. So, you say, well, what is forgiveness? So, you will ask, uh, forgiveness is what? And how can I even know when I have forgiven? How can I even know when I have forgiven? And is it really possible to forgive ourselves? 有可能呃原谅我们自己吗 ？And can I forgive a person who does not even admit that they're wrong? 有没有可能去原谅一个他都不承认自己错的人呢 
And what if I've been harmed by a job or a boss or a church? How do we deal with forgiveness there? There's a lot of questions about forgiveness, isn't there? So one of the questions is, can prayer really make a difference in forgiveness? Someone would even say, are there some things that are not forgivable? Does uh, forgiveness mean the same as trust? And I can tell you that the answer is no. Uh, sometimes people will say, does forgiveness mean that I must forget? Probably not going to happen. And is reconciliation always possible when we want to forgive? And this is one that sometimes comes up. What if the person is no longer even alive, do we, how do we deal with forgiveness there? So, when do people not come for forgiveness? Well, oftentimes, you know what Dr. Litchie does for my work. Most of the time, people do not come to see me when everything is going well in their life. They say, well, the bank account is in the black, and our family is healthy, and our business is doing really well. Uh, oh, and our children are really behaving well, and my marriage is doing great, Dr. Litchie. I just want to come in and tell you how wonderful life is. May I say, I don't see many people like that. <laughs> so one, when do people come to see me? Well, usually when there's been a breakdown in the relationship. Sometimes people hold grudges. Uh, and this is, this is something that Dr. Litchie, I have to say, that I'm guilty about. Sometimes I give Marcy the silent treatment. And she has to guess why I'm upset. I require her to be a mind reader. <laughs> Can anybody identify with that? Okay. 
So that happens sometimes in communication, right? Sometimes when people come in to see me, they sit on the couch as far away as they can fit from each other. And sometimes they take all of the pillows and they stack them up in between each other. And they don't look at each other. And I say, how's your marriage doing today? <laughs> well, sometimes you know, when that communication breaks down, there are problems. One of the other major things that break relationships is how is our money being handled? And another one is how are we managing our children? How should our children be raised? And sometimes really painful things that go on in a relationship with couples is sometimes they have a, a really difficult time with their intimate relationship. Or in some cases when people come to see me more severe things, perhaps there's been a breakup in the relationship and someone has acted outside of the marriage. So do you get the idea that relationships sometimes are difficult? So like I said at the beginning, when relationships are going well, there's nothing like it. But when relationships are not going well, there's nothing like it. Sometimes people have been hurt at their job or their place of, of employment. Uh, there's been a downsizing or a, a layoff. Maybe they didn't get the promotion that they wanted. Well, we've seen that even in our government in the last couple of weeks, almost like every day. Sometimes people get laid off by a tweet that comes through. It says, you're fired. Well, most likely they will not get the invitation for Thanksgiving dinner. But you see, all the time we are asking questions of God, why is this happening to me? A lot of questions about relationships, right? Why has there been a moral failure? Why is my marriage not doing well? Why did I get a negative doctor's report? Why is my child leaving our family and, and disrespecting our values? Or maybe I was hurt or abused in my childhood and the memories of that begin to surface. Or perhaps someone that I love so much 
they died. There's so many questions that we want to ask about relationships. And there can be all kinds of ways in which we hurt one another. Probably in the culture that you are most familiar with is that whole idea of losing faith. So I want to ask us this morning, as a church body, do we really believe that God wants to work in ACCC? And the last time I spoke, I said how important it was to maintain the unity of the faith. Because it is within that unity and love and forgiveness that God's Spirit will move amongst our church. So the question is, if we have been hurt in a relationship, what can we do with the pain? There was a song many years ago that said that I don't have time for the pain. But when we experience the pain of relationships, what can we do in our soul and spirit? What can we do in our relationships? One of the things I want us to remember is that we do not live according to the event of our past. We live with the memory and the interpretation that we give to the event the good news, my friends, the good news is that the way that we have looked at relationships can change. So let's work through this together, okay? When God gives us good and clear teaching, it goes something like this. That we can actually talk to God honestly about what has hurt us in a relationship. We can be honest with God and pour out, pour out our heart to God. And the Holy Spirit will help us to see things differently. And we give praise for what God helps us. Let me demonstrate what this looks like. So kind of watch the flow of this, okay? Let's just start with. Imagine your life like a jar that is filled with some hurt and pain from a broken relationship. And 
You know, sometimes it's important for us to take the lid off and talk to God honestly about what has hurt us in life. And you know, you can be really honest with God. May I just say we don't need to hide our true feelings from God. We can pour our heart out to God. And after we have done that, after we are just emotionally just giving it all back to God, I want to encourage us to be still and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to our hearts. It's amazing that God the Holy Spirit can help us see things differently. And when God helps us to see things differently, maybe seeing things from the other person's point of view. Then make sure that you praise God for what He has done in our heart. You say, well, Dr. Litchie, that sounds really easy to do. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. In fact, forgiveness is something that you do. It's also a whole way of living. And forgiveness is also, it's a process that takes time. But usually forgiveness begins by saying two really hard words. Let's try it together. You ready? You want to practice? Oh, these are so hard to say. Let's try it. One, two, three. I'm sorry. Oh, how did that feel? Was that hard to say? Let's try it one more time. One, two, three. I am sorry. Oh. That wasn't so bad, was it? Interestingly enough, one writer said that on the day that I forgave my father, my life began. I just want to remind us that forgiveness is something that we choose to do. It is something that we decide we're going to do and God will help us to restore uh, that relationship. It does not have to be given in order to be received. And it does not have to be received in order to be given. 
But there is the possibility of reconciling a broken relationship. I don't oftentimes share this story publicly, but I will just share a little bit of it, okay? Can Dr. Litchie just be honest with you this morning? There was a time for about five years that I had a broken relationship with my daughter. I had so much pride that I that I, I I just knew that I was right and I knew that she was wrong. This was many years ago when she was a teenager. And she was making some decisions that were embarrassing for our family. But I was making some decisions that were embarrassing to God. I didn't want to talk to her, and she did not want to talk to me. And so I had my image in the community. People said, Oh, Dr. Litchie, aren't you really something? But they had no understanding of the pain that I had in my heart and the pain that my daughter had in her heart. And so the rest of that story is one day I was asked to preach at a church on the topic of forgiveness. And she said on one that Sunday, she said, I think I'm going to go to church with you today. I was thinking in my heart, oh no, not today. Because I know that I'm going to look like such a hypocrite. So I talked about healing a broken relationship with God. And a broken relationship with yourself. And then I said, and uh, a broken relationship in your family. <laughs> and at the end of the service, I said, if you would like prayer, for a broken relationship, will you come forward? And Anne came forward. But not only did Anne come forward, I came forward. It's really something when you have to respond to your own message. Forgiveness is something that began to take place in our broken relationship.
And I can tell you that now, today, many years later, that relationship is completely and totally healed. She's able to say, I love you. And I'm able to say, I love you too. <laughs> you see, sometimes it's hard to forgive when we have so much pride. And I confess to you that that was very hard for Dr. Lichie to do. And so when we begin the process of forgiveness, it really takes a lot of humility, doesn't it? Could we become in our church the kind of church that blesses those who do harm to us? Can we really seek to restore the unity of the body of Christ. I'm so glad that God made a way for us to come back to Him. And the message that I had intended to preach that day was to sound so good and so right and so proud, but it turns out that the message was really for me. I want to challenge us this morning as I close to restore the relationship with God. To really work to restore the relationships with one another. And restore the relationship even in your own heart. After all, what God says to us is that I love you. I value you. I am willing to forgive you. I'm willing to change you. And I am never going to leave you alone. Forgiveness is something that is so important and the love is so important in our church. We need to have this, don't we? We need to experience forgiveness and we need to experience love. This world out here, this city needs a church where the people are known because of the love that they have one for another. And my challenge to me and my challenge to all of us today is that we would really become good forgivers and that we really truly would love one another. Can you receive that this morning? In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.